Hello and welcome to the Screen Chronicles. I'm Colby. With me as always is Steve and we are back to talk about episodes 7 and 8 of the Winter King series on MGM+. We've been working our way through this um, season, the first season of the Winter King based on the Warlord Chronicles by Bernard Cornwall, which Steve and I, we love um, that trilogy. Um, so we're just going to, before we jump into any spoilers for episodes seven and eight, we're just going to talk a little bit about what we thought of these episodes, and then we'll jump in to some spoiler talk. So Steve, what'd you think of uh, of these two? I like them definitely generally a little slower um, yeah. right now. I, I feel like it's, it kind of switched from, you know, Arthur coming to King and, and uh, now it's, it's building up to the end of the, the season here. Um, with some stuff, but still, you know, big, big things happening. Still some interesting mm-hmm. stuff. Um, yeah. Again, you know, some of the things I'm just like, well, why isn't this mentioned or when's this going to happen? Yeah, some of that's some of that's happened again, though. And, and they uh, do they do divert a little bit, especially in seven or sorry, episode eight from the from the book. Um, and I think they, they actually give us something that's not in the book, which is which was actually good in the show. It was interesting. The, I'll just say like the magic. So in some of the previous episodes we've seen it's been like it just seems like there is magic for sure mm-hmm. um and i liked in uh like episode eight for instance that it was it was kind of vague whether or not magic happened or something else and that's that's what i like from the last kingdom and yeah. and I, I i liked from the books and so I, I liked how they did it it was still cool and showy but it still could have a rational explanation too um, yeah, I agree, and I think I know uh, exactly what you're talking about with that one. But at the same time, it if you know the fact that they did it that way is inconsistent. That's yeah. I mean, you know, I with would, with I, how they've been doing it, you know what I mean? Right? Like it's 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 like oh, that's 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 good that you did it that way. But for the whole show up until this point, it's just been straight up like magic. Yeah, it's for the most part, pretty soft magic for what's been going uh, on. Soft magic, you know? soft magic. Soft no, magic. anyway, but uh, but. <clears throat> Um, I do enjoy this this season, the show so far. Uh, I've enjoyed it up to this point. You know, it's it's not perfect. It's not perfect, but I do like the acting. I like our actors. At this point, I've seen the whole show, but um, I remember I was really interested to see where it was going to go from here, um, and how they were going to do some of the the major plot points from the book that that start to stem here, um, being revolved around Guinevere yeah. since we met her the last episode. So. Yeah, I've I think only overall... seen up to these right now. Um, <clears throat> I haven't, I haven't seen nine, ten. I was going to wait until. Oh, you have about them. Yes. Yeah, so oh, okay. Seen those yet. Well, there we have them. Um, but we, so okay. we won't. I we definitely to, won't spoil. I need to not those. spoil anything for you. Yes. Um, <laughs> and also too with the actors. Yeah, the act. I was thinking too. Was like all the actors are really good in this, and this is yes. like a, a show I haven't heard anyone talk about. You know, not to hate on the show. No. Like I'm not trying to hate on the show. Like Last Kingdom was the same way when we got into it. It like it felt like no one ever talked about it. Um, yeah, and so hopefully this. this and any any media better. I see for it online too has very little, um, very little responsiveness, very little um, interaction. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, it's it's a shame that it's not getting more. I don't know if it was particularly marketed well. It's on a sort of an obscure app to watch. Yeah, maybe. It still has a chance to, to gain traction. Uh, we certainly would like it to because I think it's good enough to gain traction. And I want a second season. Oh, yeah, um, okay. That's good. good. I do. I want a second season. I like these actors. And knowing what happens in the books, 
I mean, yeah, it'd be pretty epic. Although I think, I think one thing that I see them struggle with in this is the the budget. Um, I think they're limited in this season to the budget. Um, and I think it showed a little bit in, in I think episode eight, maybe, um, where they just didn't have a ton of extras in a certain scene and they didn't have, it oh, wasn't yeah. as epic as in the book. And, and as I think of the, the future books, there are some pretty darn epic scenes mm. that happen, um, that with the budget being what it is, I'm not quite sure how they'd pull off something of that magnitude. So, so yeah. Uh, that's what I have to say about that. Bless you. Thank you. Um, otherwise, we should get into some some spoiler talk here. And Let's dive get into episode into seven. Spoiler talk. Spoiler yes. alert. We're mm-hmm. going to talk recapping episodes seven and eight. Um, recap some plot points. Explain who Ganglio, Gorfefid, Kagalagadaga, <laughs> who those people are, why they're doing what they're doing. And we're going to give you our best moments, best bro moments. We will yes. we'll even reference episodes before this, too. So, I mean, if you if for some reason you're only watching episode seven and eight of this show, like, what are you doing? But yep. we won't we won't go past it. We won't talk nine and ten at all today. One, I haven't seen nope. it, so I just can't even do so it. So you can't. I can't participate in that. If you started <laughs> it like I would be like. We would, we would just have to do like what we did with with uh, Harry Gilby. I just have to mute yeah. me and I just <laughs> smile and. In episode seven, let's get into it. Of the Winter King, yeah. So, if you remember, we are at Powis because uh, Gorfethid and Arthur made the agreement to try to unite the kingdoms, which is in everyone's best interest against the Saxons who are invading their lands. Um, that uh, Arthur would marry his daughter, Canwin, who was a very beautiful princess. Um, and, and unfortunately, in the episode previous to this, Arthur met. Uh, another beautiful woman by the moon and by the lake named Guinevere. And he was absolutely put into a trance, absolutely whipped just immediately. <laughs> um, but I think he sort of thinks after that, I think at the end of the episode, she walked in and he discovered who she was right mm-hmm. at the end of the last episode. She, yep. and he's like, Oh crap, this is going to be a problem Yep, because that's her right hand lady. And, um, and Guinevere is like sort of a she's a princess as well that's been like I think her kingdom was taken right like yeah yeah I think it was taken um, by the Saxons yeah. um so she she's a lady without like a kingdom or land or anything so she has like this the title but <clears throat> nothing to back it up with so that's why she's staying with Gorfefid um I think right it's now. like you know when um when Kanewin sees sees Arthur, she's like pleasantly surprised. She's like, "Oh, he's very handsome. He's very noble, from what I've heard, and he seems nice." Um, yeah, that's you can tell Arthur's so I know in this episode frustrating because so in the like book, she is... it, it just kind of like happens. You just hear like like oh, and he got married or or he was yeah. getting ready for the marriage, but then he spent all night with Guinevere one time. And then next thing you know, it's married. Like it just, it just like breezes yeah. through. But it does in... breeze through. But I do get the impression when I read the book that Arthur is totally like lost in love. I do get that impression. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, and that's how he seems whenever Guinevere's around. You yeah, know. but now like you get to see it. You get to see him mm-hmm. just like get distracted 
when every time she's around, you get to see him be jealous, which we we haven't seen him be like petty or jealous or anything other than like yeah. noble the whole show. <clears throat> yeah. And and just like some moments like and like you said, Kanewin seems really nice. And she seems like she's she really likes nice. them. And she's like, all right, like as as arranged marriages go, like this is probably the best I will ever get. As, as good as it gets, I think. Yeah. And and like so she's just heartbreaking. And there's so many just like cringy I know. moments that make you just feel bad. And <laughs> I know. And, and Arthur, like, and I was saying while I was watching it, whenever Guinevere was around and Kane was was around, like Arthur's not secretive at all about the way he feels about Guinevere he's nope he just like doesn't see he's like tunnel vision every time she's around the whole world he doesn't see Kanewin anymore Gorfethid or anything she he sees Guinevere that's it and I was saying to Ani when we were watching I was like it seems like this is too obvious like he's not it, it like it's just how would she not notice? Well, and it, it turns out that they all do notice. <laughs> everyone does. Notice. I mean, everyone notices. Kane would notice like the, the way he looks thing. at her. You know like, what I mean? And like even when they yeah. he first met her at the end of last episode, like I was like, does anyone not just see him just like staring her facing cleavage yes. down the entire time? But and like act like everything's okay. Yeah. But but now I'm okay with it because they did have the scene later where Gorfethid even like says to Arthur, he's like, Hey, I get it, man. Whenever he has that power over guys, like, yep. like I look at her like that too. Like she's beautiful, but uh, you know, you're gonna marry my daughter. So, you know. Yeah, he didn't even seem upset. He was like, All right, well, he didn't seem upset. As long as you stick yeah. with that, you know, look at her. Well, <laughs> you know, we get you can it. look at her. I don't care. I get it. And even Kane women, um, it seemed like she was kind of used to guys sort of um you know, staring at Guinevere. Yeah. Because they're always together and she's beautiful. And so like that's it seemed like she was used to it. And she was sort of like at first she was kind of like, oh, I get it. And then later she got a little bit more concerned. But um and then Guinevere, I think, reassured her, like, no, no, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna steal them away from you. Um she did. <laughs> she I definitely won't. I definitely I definitely won't. Oh, my fingers were crossed. Oopsies. Sorry. I definitely won't not. <laughs> steal him but anyway um by the way gorfethid at this whole like um feast that they had and he's so nice he's like we've seen him in the beginning he came in and tried to intimidate arthur and and put him in his place and arthur did the opposite yeah and then he shows up he's like friendly and fun actually he's like oh he's like he's a cool guy actually Mm -hmm. um let's let's maybe not betray him he even lets bishop bedwin (laughs) read the uh, St. Patrick letters. He's he's really, he's seeming really cool in this. And, and that's the other thing that just feels so cringy is just like, you know, especially if you read the books, like, you know, I mean, if you, if you're just looking at the episode, you know, it's not going to work out. And you're just like, Oh, like this is the, just the, like this one thing. If this one thing didn't happen, you know, like it, it would be, I even think to Ani who didn't read the book, it was obvious yeah. that he was going to, you know, go with Guinevere, but um, maybe a little bit more frustrating for her because she didn't read the book. Mm-hmm. But um, I mean, just the way he looks at her is just it tells you enough, I think. Um, but I like how Arthur does. He does recognize this problem. And for a short time, he tries his best to get away from her because he knows what's best for his kingdom. He knows this will screw everything up. And even like 
he was supposed to meet Guinevere um, to help with the horses or something, but he sent Durval. He's like, you go because it's bad news if I go, right? I can't go there. Because I can't resist her. And um, she's disappointed it's Durval and stuff, but um, we also get a little bit of Kanewin and Durval um, interacting um, sort of when Arthur is focusing more on Guinevere. Um <laughs> We get a little nothing crazy, but like they comment to each other. I wouldn't say there's any strong connection built between them to this point, but they, um, you know, yeah, it's a, they're showing that they know each they're other. Showing that they're they they know each other. They're aware of each other. And then and um, like Durval's being this, a, a good guy. Yeah, there's this like I don't know, like they're they're just having celebrations before the wedding and everything here. They're waiting for like a certain moon. I think is what they're doing. Oh uh, yeah, they're waiting for the full yeah. moon. So there, there's like three days where there's. I think like that's from the book too. Yeah. Um. Yeah. And so they're just feasting, hanging out, and then one, uh, you know, again, uh, uh, Arthur is just like, oh, oh, maybe I can get away from Guinevere, you know, when we go to Dumnonia, um, then I'll be away from her. <laughs> don't have to worry about. It. And and then Griffith's like, oh, she's coming with us, and he's like, oh, yep. crap. And then also, too, during the feasting and everything, Gorfeff is like, oh, I need to find you a, a husband, Lady Guinevere. You can't go there by yourself. Oh, yeah. And then he brings in one of Arthur's men over Landval. He's like the yep. French guy. And they start yep. talking. And the whole time, Arthur, like this is what I was talking about. We haven't seen Arthur like this at all. Um, no, he's with, been perfect to this point. He, even he's been when pretty he much perfect. How to fight his friend. You could tell he, he hated it, but he's like, this is the best yeah. thing for the the country this is wrong like it's one thing i just... like about the books is that arthur's flawed like he's not yeah I and mean, he is in this as well it's so one thing i really liked about it is is he is very flawed he's still like probably the most noble dude there but like he's got flaws and uh and i would say the wisest time... too he's still like the wisest but like mm -hmm. when 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 he's been sort of flooded with love he's been that's that's messed with his brain a little bit you know yep yeah, it's like we said though in the last one. Like he's just—he's probably just never had this feeling before. You know, he's—he's he's never been this Love way feeling for a woman before. Um, yeah. and so anyway, he sees Lanval then talking with Guinevere, and he's like hanging with Kindwin, and he's just like completely ignoring her. He just looks like, like miserable, just like looking down there yeah. the whole time. And again, yeah. I'm just like, how does she not notice? But she does. Like you can tell she she's annoyed. She yeah. And and then Arthur goes over there and like breaks it up. And eventually then he then goes to her and they go smoochy smoochy in the stables. Um and then mm -hmm. they talk some and Kaiman's like, Hey, like, you can't do this. Like Gorfefid will retaliate really bad. He's a vengeful guy. Like you want, you want peace and everything. You can't do this. And he's like, all right, that makes sense. And and he's like, well, can I just get a lock of your hair? Which isn't creepy. It's not, it's romantic. Right. Well, he got that from their tradition, I think. Cause didn't, oh. um, but I'm just saying, isn't it, that kind of like, like, yeah. can you just imagine kinda asking weird. someone out today? Gorfeth that I think had a lock of his former wife's hair. Oh, he did. I didn't. I didn't the wife passed away. I think that's where he got the tradition from. He's like, "Oh, all right. I'm gonna, I'm gonna do that." Oh, geez, Arthur. Um, so yeah. So, so he's 
<laughs> just um not good not just, good for anyone it was just so cringy though just the the like the party and just the way he's just staring down. And it's like his like bro like any other time we've seen them interact that's like his bro it's you know it's like what like finning or citric for him um if yeah. he's utrid and bros before he didn't go bros before hoes he went no he was like ho 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 <laughs> <laughs> oh, 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 Merry Christmas, motherfucker. Yeah, Merry Christmas. Um but anyway, is no, that so... Christmas is coming up? Uh yes, Steve. It's December 17th. Wow, holy shit. Yeah, it is. <laughs> oh wow. I didn't even notice that. Christmas coming up. Yeah, dude. Wow. <laughs> Go get your gifts, man. I have, I got um, most of them. I still need some from I okay, have no good. idea what to get my dad. No, I have no idea. I know I had our time with my dad. Comment week. on this video if you know what I should get my dad. Um, yes. <laughs> anyway, though, so then there's obviously that's not going to work out very well, <laughs> and uh, uh, and then we also then see some moments between King Griffith and Gunglius, who you know they've been sort of acting like a team, and now that this union is happening, like we said, Griffith seems pretty cool. In the beginning here, and it yep. seems like now he's like, all right, like I need to cut ties with all my degenerates. And Gunglius is obviously a degenerate. And yep. um, you know, he tells him, um, he's he's basically trying to cut ties with him, and Gunglius is all upset about all this stuff going on and he's not being valued. But then he, yep. you know, he brings up like like, yes, I did order you to raid Avalon. So we find out that it was him. That made it was him not just not just gonna lay us on his own. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but then he went too far. So apparently he only wanted. I think he still wanted the baby killed, though, right? I think. Yeah, so. but he's like, don't kill the freaking, don't queen. kill the queen, <laughs> like, and what's wrong and, with you, idiot? And rape a druidess, though. Like, just kill an infant and get out of there, man. Like, <laughs> chill, bro. Come on, don't be, don't be like. Don't be dark. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Don't Um, make this something bad. Uh, So he's the worst of all. And worst of all, Gunlayas killed the wrong baby. So so it didn't even work out anyway. So he's like, why why would you not just kill both babies to be safe? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you could have just killed all the babies there, but like (laughs) killing a, a queen. And raping someone, that is too far. I love that there was no check. There was no check at the time. Just hand him a baby. Like, done. <laughs> <laughs> there was no check to confirm this was the right. Like, you go to a hospital now, before they even take your temperature, they, like, scan your bracelet, like, mm-hmm. five times. Well, it's because of all, it's Make sure all it's of you. this. We learned from it, you <laughs> this know? Guy, this guy got handed a baby and was like, bam. <laughs> well, it's because of moments like this. I think, actually, Gunglius formed how our medical system works now. Um, just yeah, so, so he yeah. could then mm-hmm. kill the right mm-hmm. person, uh, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. and that's mistakes lead to innovation, you know. Yes, exactly, um, exactly. So thank so you, Gunglius, really to your service to our to our um, humanity. Yeah, thank to, you for that. To through the years, you know. So yeah, um, where were we? so yeah? Joking anyway, Gunglius, we're joking. Gunglius and uh, Durfel have an interesting storyline in this one too. Oh, and I like this is one of the things I was talking about. I'm glad this is yeah. coming into play. Again, I don't think it was Gunglius though in the books. I think it was just some random priest that Durfel had power over. 
um it was like some random druid that yes. threw him in the death pit so it was like it was a different one that they cut the character out yeah so i think it's kind of cool though to keep gunglius involved in this and time to durful because it kind of then makes that whole storyline because it, it was just like a part of durful's backstory in the books it was just like he was in a death pit and then and at some point the guy brings up his mother but then like that's really it and yeah um so it seems like though they the show has some sort of intention of like using that um which i i actually i like more which is like a positive change i'll have to say yeah. shout out to the show and the writers for that um because now yeah, but in this Gunglis episode um the continuing character gunlayas is like um I think she's sort of replaced in the book who his henchmen were, but it's his woman, Ladwis. Um, Derville notices she has a knife that looks awfully similar to his mother's knife. And it is, in fact, his mother's knife. Um, and so he goes to her and, and, and is like, I want that back. And he explains the whole death pit thing, how he survived the death pit, which is like nuts. Like that's in that time period. That's like nuts. That's unheard mm -hmm. of in that time period. You know, it's a death pit. You die. It's a death pit for <laughs> you. Know, they call it a death pit for a reason. Nobody gets out of the death pit alive. No. And she's just, pit. she actually, so this story actually scares her because like, it must've been a supernatural power. It's why you survived it. You must have, or maybe you're a chosen one, something like that. So she gives him well, a knife. Like the belief is if you do survive a death pit, you then have you own the life of whoever put you in That's the death right. pit. Like, yes. And so the same thing was in the books, but Durful had that over. It was just some random druid and it was just like a little moment. But like now yeah. we have this sort of like now Gunglius, who's like this continuing character in the show, Durful has power. He owns his life. Exactly. Um, and so Ladwis, that's what she tells Gunlaus. Yeah. She says, you know, he owns you. He owns you. And so now Gunlaus has even more motivation to kill Derville. And he attempts to. Um and fails. And, and he fails. And it was yeah. when Durful was like standing guard of uh Arthur meeting with Guinevere, I think. And yeah. he tries to and he gets fucked up and Arthur comes out then. But but it wasn't off. it looked like Gunlaus was winning, I think, in like in a headlock or something, and Derville acted like he passed out and was able able to break it. Oh, is that what he did? I can't remember what he did. I think, but so. was... I think like yeah, because he came up behind him. Yeah, I remember he did something and, tricky um, with it. Yeah, he tricked yeah. But again, yeah. still beat him. So now he like you know, he's he's like Oh, and two now with Durful, and that's what what Arthur points out yeah. too. Like you're oh yeah. and two right now with my boy. Like you need to get mm -hmm. out of here. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. Absolutely. So anyway, um, Arthur and Guinevere eventually decide that um, they're going to leave. Yeah, so and they're going to run away. Tynwin uh, talks with Guinevere because she notices what's going on. And this is another just like gut-wrenching moment because she's like talking with mm -hmm. Guinevere. She's like, all right, like I see there's a thing between the two of you. But like this is the best marriage I can probably get 
you know, with my dad. Yeah. Especially so I don't end up with Gunglius. Like, so like I'll I'll be his wife and you can be his mistress. And yes. like and it just like breaks Guinevere's heart, you can see, even though she still wants Arthur. And that's when she's like, Oh yeah, I definitely won't do it. But and, she's thinking logically, like we'll all, all have a better w- way of living this way. Yeah. And uh, she's like, no, I couldn't do that. And she's like, well, if like if Gorfefid finds out, like you guys need to run away. Um, and and then eventually Arthur yeah. does come to her and he's like, hey, like these feelings are too strong for Guinevere. She's she's just too I'm just too hot for her. And then kind of is pretty mad. She acts like she's not mad. She's like, you think it's my first time getting told no, you know, and it felt bad. Just felt bad. It sucks because she's such a nice character. Like she, yeah, you know, she deserves. Who knows? Maybe someday she'll. Maybe someday she'll find, find something. Maybe I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Um, I don't know. But anyway, I guess we don't really know in the show. We don't really know. We really don't know. We really don't know. So so they run away. By the way, the princess. She's worried that um. Her dad's going to kill both of them, just like uh, he killed her mom, apparently. Yeah. So, so okay. just more proof Gorfefid is a loco, you know? He's a, yeah. Um, so they run away. And while they're running away, Bishop Bedwin is not aligned with this. You know, mm-hmm. like some Arthur's men, they're not like, this is a bad idea. Like, we just made this agreement with this crazy guy. Um, Bishop Bedwin decides to go back. Um, he decides to go and try to just try to ease tensions, you know, mm-hmm. um, he does not agree with the decision. So who does Arthur turn to, to try to marry them? This, this, uh, Samson character who's been hanging around the whole time. And, um, and he does it with the promise that he can build a church. Yeah. Because Samson become is a not bishop, a I think. bishop. Yeah, he's not. He's like, well, I yeah. can't do it because I'm not a bishop. He's like, I'll make uh, you a bishop. I'll get you a yeah. church. Yeah. And then, so. so to if uh, one thing I'll say too with Samson here, you know, it's uh, one he's played by the actor who played <laughs> Oh Bonnie Prince Charles from Outlander. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, you know the the Jacobite sort of uh, leader. Or he was really the royalty that was forced out that the Jacobites followed and wanted restored to power. Um, but yeah, the, it's the mock my words guy is, is yep. who's playing it. So if you've mock seen me. Outlander, mock, mock me. That's it. Mock me. Mock me. Um, so he's he's in this and he's he's pretty again, he's good at this role. I think everyone in this is he's good. pretty good. He's good. Um, yeah. He's the one character I've seen in a lot of other stuff, though. Oh, yeah? In Simon Merrill's. I've seen him in stuff, too. I'd say for the rest of the characters, I don't know too much. He's um, Gunlaeus. Oh, yeah, he looks familiar. Yeah. I think he's in in, um, Nightfall. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah, he is. Yeah, that's right. So anyway... um, they wake up at Powis and find out that Arthur has run away with Guinevere. So this 
the whole the whole party was for nothing. For All nada. the money that they put into that feast, I mean, just wasted now. Um, which is what they're really upset about. And um, <laughs> Gunlaeus, I think, he wants to pay go his out. tab. <laughs> Gunlaeus wants to like go out and track him down, but King Gorfeth says, uh, "No, no, stay behind. Uh, we got more work to do." Which makes me think. Oh, Gorfethid has a plan now. He has uh he's crazy, but he's also smart. And um Yeah. Not good. Yeah, the actor so, who plays him, I wrote his name. I mean, again, they're all great, but especially the next episode here. Um yes. what's his name? Anarian Hughes. It's A N E I R I N uh Anarian Hughes. Hughes. Um okay. He's great in this. I mean, like yeah. he goes from like the intimidating, just like staring you down, like he just like this guy could hurt me somehow, you know? And yeah, to being the fun uncle. Yeah. And he just <laughs> it just it all matches though. Like he's he's not like overacting and or anything like that. He's I think he's really good. I, I hate him. I think he's good. I hate his character, but he's yeah. really good at it. It uh, the actor yeah. is good at doing that character. Yeah. Um, yeah. Because it's it's I would say that character I don't remember like like really hating him too much. There was like a, a some stuff eventually goes down in the book, and like you're just like oh I want that guy to lose, but like I just I I, I just don't remember as well as I do like from the show does make him. So I think that's pretty yeah. cool. Yeah, but yeah, that's the the episode. All right. That's Arthur's that's married, ran um, off um let's talk about our best moments our best bro moments here what is your your best moment from the episode here um i would have to say when the interaction with Derval and gunlaeus yeah I, I like when when they fight um and it's it's cool because there's a lot of context behind it um yeah i would say that that's my, yeah. my best one I, I like that and I like uh that they they brought in mentioning like owning the life from the death pit mm -hmm. and now it's yes. like it's yes. to a, a character now that's in the show. Um like like before it was just it was just some random druid that um uh Durfel ran into. Um and I don't remember anything else happening from it from then on. Yeah. And and now we have this character that's sort of tied into everything and it seems like they have some plans yeah. with it. So I'm going to say that. I also liked um, just watching Arthur be jealous just because it was like so out of character um, yeah. when he was watching Landval. Um, yeah. Not that I liked it, but I was just like, this is interesting how they're doing it. Um, yes. Yeah. You know, yeah, almost so like it's a mystical careful. pull. Like, like yeah. he can't control it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it just makes it more real. You know, it makes it more real to yeah. me. But then, best bro moment. There's not yeah, a lot. What will be your one. best? I'm going to say, uh, I'm going to say Gorfefid like being cool in this episode. And okay, too, when he saw, uh, like Arthur, uh, staring down Guinevere a bunch already, and like they had just mm -hmm. like had another wedding ceremony thing. And he's like, ah, oh, don't worry about it, Arthur. Like, that was pretty, that was pretty bro. You know what I mean? 
That's pretty bro. Okay. As, as long as the bro moment. As long as Arthur would have just followed through, you know, that would have been like he would have been cool. He would have been cool with yeah. Arthur checking out Guinevere and marrying his daughter. He yeah. would have been cool with that. Cool. And you? Um, I I would say probably um Probably the interaction between Arthur, Dervil, and Gunlaeus after that little altercation where Arthur sort of stands up for Dervil and um, talks out, talks down Gunlaeus because I just love to see recognition of, of Dervil from Arthur mm. um, as well, you know, because I like yeah. to see how Dervil's growing as a warrior. So, yeah, yeah. that was good stuff. And it was, it was cool too because Arthur finds out this episode about Durful and that Gunglius is the guy who threw him in the death pit and then mm -hmm. raped and either killed his mom or, or something. Um, or, yeah. Um, and could have been a slave actually. I think. Yeah. And so Arthur's just like, like, look at you showing restraint for the nation because he's still the nephew of Gorfefid who they're trying to make right. this alliance with. So he's like, ah, oh, look at you showing restraint for the kingdom, you know? So meanwhile, <laughs> mean, meanwhile. Yeah. So, yeah. Shall we go to episode eight? Let's go to eight. Let's okay. go to eight. So this, this one starts had... off with a bang. With a bang. Couple of bangs. Couple of bangs. Couple of bangs. This is my, my best, uh, the best start of the episode, you know, from any... <laughs> <laughs> oh my god gwen and arthur Have you ever seen anything like this before steve no no i you know oh. I, I had to actually so i looked up online what was going on here um uh -huh. because i was just completely i was just completely confused by like the sort of like wrestling they were doing um i was like why does he keep letting her mm -hmm. uh, like win you know like what what is <laughs> what, yeah that's, that's uh, here, an ancient type of britain britannic wrestling yeah and i was yeah. just like mm -hmm. like like he's a good fighter and i'm just like how is how is guinevere like maintaining this dominant position you know um mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and so more powerful than we thought i guess yeah um, and i and i looked it up and what they were doing is is what you said yeah it's it's uh old uh britannic <laughs> wrestling called glima um which is from like the nordic viking wrestling that they then <laughs> They kept in there. So, I mean, it starts off with a really hot Gleema session. Um, <laughs> they eventually they get tired and Lady Morgan just walks in to her brother, um, fully aroused from this Gleema session that he was having. And, uh, and she's like, 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 you're his sister. What are you doing? <laughs> you know? Yeah. Um, Come on. You ever heard of knocking? Let's go. Ever heard of knocking? But apparently, they've been in there for quite some time doing this. And, and the uh, only way you can like, yeah, be we... good at it is if you practice. So if you practice, if you practice, yeah. I mean, and exactly. And we don't know if he's got um, a competition coming up. We we don't know. Yeah. But I like how um, Lady Morgan. She's very skeptical of Guinevere. Mm. Obviously, she's not happy that. It seems as it's already taken her brother's mind away from what's important. Um, and yeah, so we, she kind of tells him, all right, we need to get to work. Mm -hmm. Now, 
I would say one thing in this episode that's a little different. I feel like the book sort of skips like years go by after Arthur and Guinevere together, where it doesn't really feel like that happens in the show. Mm -hmm. It feels like things just happen in like a week or a couple weeks time. Yeah. Um, Whereas the show, like there's been like years go by where Arthur sort of lets the kingdom get into disarray and the alliances kind of fall because he's so focused on his love for Guinevere and um, yeah, not so much in this. This is just like, uh, it just seems like a, a couple weeks or something, but um, yeah, I don't know. Maybe like the showrunners, you know, thought people wouldn't understand time jumps and stuff. I remember like when we were first watching last kingdom, they were good at yeah. showing there was time jumps. Remember like, like, yeah. like uh, Uhtred and uh, what was her name? One second. Hello. I was okay. Uh, there's a breakfast sandwich from McDonald's, a bagel for you in the fridge. All right. Love you. Sorry. Johnny. So, um, oh, yeah. So, but like, like in last kingdom, uh, when Uhtred in, I think Mildred was his first wife, wife, uh, like, yes, they get together, they kiss, and then they just cut to her getting out of the water with the pregnant belly. So obviously then at least nine months have gone by. Um, right. right, they're really or, good at showing that, yeah. Or, or kisses, kisses are more powerful than I thought. Um, yeah, but yes, yeah, so I thought like Last Kingdom, uh, or like they'll like do the haircuts and yeah, yeah, or maybe they'll do haircuts or changing of the seasons or stuff. Mm. Yeah, this time it just does. They just don't think they really make an attempt at making time go by that fast, and I guess they just didn't intend to do that. Um, but yeah, so anyway, they have a plan. They're going to replace. Cadwis, who, if you remember, he was the one that tried to hide his wealth from a Wayne when he went around collecting taaxes. He's going to replace a Wayne well, as to. King Mordred's protector. Well, yeah. he's that's he wants to. So he's asking that from Arthur. Mm-hmm. And um, like, Arthur doesn't doesn't agree. You sketchy, you sketchy. Yeah, we don't need that. Yeah, he's like, but you'll but you'll still serve me because like you have to. Um, and that'll be enough. That'll be it. So thank you. Thanks for that. Have a good day. There won't be any issues from that. And Samson then, um, who remember the, the, now he's a bishop because he married Arthur to Gwen is asking for his church. And of course he decides to pick out right next to Avalon, which is, you know, Merlin Merlin's pagan settlement, uh, Yep. Which, you know, really bad planning. Um, or, you know, like Guinevere eventually says, like, he seems pretty ambitious. Maybe it's very strategic planning then um, mm-hmm. to try and get rid of the strongest uh, sort of pagan area. You know, that's that's yeah. one thing going on right now um, is, you know, the the British people believe in their old gods. Um and but meanwhile, Christianity too is sweeping across the the continent of Britain. Yep. Is is it continent? Europe? Europe is uh getting Christianity to come across it. Um so that's that's going on too. So it's like a another war um yeah. of ideology sort of between uh Christianity and the pagan beliefs. At least that's how like Merlin and 
uh, Nimue look at it. Right. So, yeah, so, you know, Lady Morgan definitely opposes this, but Arthur does give the permission to Samson to build this church near Avalon. And, um, oh, you know, too, and this Arthur's like, well, I told him he could. And if I like don't, if I don't let him, like, my word means nothing then. And then Morgan just kind of laughs because, you know, he had like just promised to marry Kynwin like last week and then didn't. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So too late for that, Arthur. Um, Which was like a bigger deal for the kingdom than this church. Yeah. So anyway, later uh, Arthur and Gwen are talking and Arthur sort of has this idea that um, someday Morgan is going to be old enough to be king because Arthur doesn't really desire to be king. He's, no. he's ruling it right now because someone needs to. Um, and he's like, we can just go be farmers, have a nice family. Um you know, Guinevere is wondering if she'll ever be able to go back to her own home. But um, that's kind of where Arthur thinks yeah, well, and his it, life is going to go someday. Yeah. And it's that's true to the book, too. And Guinevere mm -hmm. even like seems like she's kind of on board with it. Um, maybe she's not. But at least she like in the books, like yeah. Guinevere was like very superficial. Like she always wanted. Yes. Pretty yes. people around. She wanted Arthur to be king, and she she would make Arthur's men refer to him as Prince Arthur, um, even she though he didn't seem like superficial it. in this. No, she's that's a big difference. She seems very complex, and um, she th she seems thoughtful. Like she seemed like she tried to do the right thing, and mm -hmm. but you know, but uh, yeah, I think it's it's definitely a difference. Not exactly how I pictured her in the book. Yeah. And I'd still say the one in the book was complex. It was just that it was it was more negative yeah, but, traits. Or I think yes, a lot exactly. of people would 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 say were negative I, traits. I, yeah, I would say that. Yeah, yeah. Like she's she's generally likable. Yeah. To I think the general audience in this. Um, and I think anyway. she was likable to people in the book because she was pretty, and she would. Yeah. She did. She was good at talking and stuff, but she she wanted power. Like that's she wanted power. No, she doesn't want to be a farmer. You know, no, 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 <laughs> so, I don't know. That's one difference too, right? I, I don't know where, like, because there's things that eventually happen, um, you know, without without getting specific for a spoiler, that sort of uh, puts a rock in the relationship. And I think it's mm -hmm. really the fact that he just wants a simple life. She wants him to be the guy he is, and like actually lean mm -hmm. into it. Um, so there's like there's a sort of a rock that pops up down the road. Um, but right now it seems like like I don't know what that would be because it seems like they're both like they value the same thing kind of, you know. Right. Other than she wants yeah. her homeland back. Yeah. Exactly. Anyway, um Arthur um so something happened with Cadwis now Arthur has to go confront him. Uh, well, I think he, he just he, went rogue or something. Like, yeah, he did not like um, that he doesn't become, at least we. this is what we think, he didn't like that he doesn't become one of the protectors of Mordred, yeah. which is basically like a status bump. Um, yep. So then he, those Kern, those Kernow mines that were raided. Oh, that's right. Yeah. He, he enslaved those people and then yep. he declared the place he's ruling, uh, 
Oh, Iska, uh, yeah. Iska, yeah, as an independent state. So, you know, like the whole thing was being part of Dumnonia, uniting against the Saxons. And and here's uh this guy basically saying they're seceding and enslaving his people. Um and so Arthur this, needs to preserve the union. Preserve the union. Sounds awfully familiar, doesn't it? Yeah. <laughs> Certainly does. Um so he goes, he leaves. He's like, I'm going to go arrest him, discipline him, put him in his place. And he tells Morgan, Guinevere, and Arthur, stay here until <laughs> I get back. Stay, stay, stay. Good, good. And he leaves. <laughs> so they're just going to stay there and everything's going to be fine, right? Dum, 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 dum. <laughs> anyway, even no, before that, before that, what's that? They even acknowledge, like, it's always annoying Arthur's right, is what I think I it was know. Morgan that said that. And I'm just I like, know. why does no one listen to him? <laughs> I know. Um. Anyway, Arthur goes to confront Cadwis, and Cadwis does not just stand down. He he wants to fight, and um, Arthur fights him like a boss. Mm. Not 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 the best fight in the world. Um, I wouldn't say it was super well choreographed. It wasn't bad. It wasn't, it wasn't like bad. It was level. okay. Yeah. Um, I think uh, this is where like it, the budget sort of showed. Like Arthur just went with a couple guys. It seemed instead of like a force where you would think both sides would have brought like an army or at least a battalion of men. Yeah. To fight, and it just seemed like it was like a gang meetup. That's what it felt. Felt like it was like seven guys like, meeting up with seven guys. army. Yeah. Well, and even even in the last kingdom, you know, like the first season, I I I think they were really good at hiding that they didn't have a huge budget, and and even the show yes. the seasons after, but like, yeah. and like they would even, but it was also true too that you would you didn't have like a big army. Sometimes you just have like a little like regiment with you but like it, it was it was still enough guys and it was still guys yeah. in like uniform and like holding shields like it, they just kind of like walk like down this like path into each other and it's yeah, yeah. it's like you said it just it just doesn't look like there, there's probably ways to shoot like maybe if you do it like on a bigger field or if you like it just right. it just it just felt yeah like you said the budget here uh, but I feel like there's probably a way to hide that, you know? I would um, think so. And two, Arthur's men in the books are like horsemen, which they, they started out with here, and and now we're we're not seeing that. And I think that could even have made it seem a little close if you if they rode up on horses and then yeah. you had all of like the stunt men and everyone part of the show be on uh Cadmus's side, side yeah. to make them look big, and then all the horses are gonna make their group look big. You know, because that's certainly how I I picture it in the book. I picture a lot more people. Yeah, you know. Yeah. Well, and I but, think um, like Dumnoni is like a like at least the from the way a book feels, it feels like it's like a major power in Britain. You know, like a huge yeah. So force it sometimes guys. feels like they didn't attempt to hide the budget. They didn't. You know, you, there's probably some film tricks you could have done or something to make it look a little better, and they didn't really even try to um to do that. Because I don't know, but anyway, they they he kills um, Cadwis. Arthur mm -hmm. kills him and goes back to Kyrkadern. Meanwhile, 
Lady Morgan gets this idea that she needs to go. I think she needs to bring bring gold or something to apologize yes. to Gorfethed to try to try to mend this alliance that was such a good idea. And maybe if she went and talked to him. Yeah. He was so nice at the thing. He was so I nice. know, right? So it was, yeah. So Bishop, remember, like you said, Bishop Edwin returned to Rat Eye. I think is right. how you pronounce it. Um, with King Griffith Powis. Yep. And I think he sends a letter saying, like, oh, all you needed to like is pay gold for like the offense. Um mm-hmm. so then yeah, Lady Morgan's like, I'll take it. And it's like, why? And you? she wants to see Bedwin again, too. Yeah. Well, yeah, that's right. Because uh, they, they've established a love connection. But yeah, but it is like, okay, uh, you're gonna go, really? Like, aren't you and, too um, important and and risky? Like even even uh when Guinevere tells her that like like he likes to like make people suffer like it's not a good idea and she's like oh I can handle it me and Durfel just just I'll bring Durfel with me easy two people will go into the now, fort. we'll be fine now let's let's also mention we mentioned earlier about how in the books they skip years and in those years it's evident that Durfel like truly becomes a warrior over those times and now like like i said it doesn't feel like that much time has gone by and we haven't um, seen anything either we haven't seen anything so anyway this is a departure from the books though what happens when you know they yeah. go to powis and i love that when they get to powis um he's sort of gaslighting them gorfethed sort of gaslighting them. yeah yeah he's like, being all like yeah He's like, yeah. oh yeah. He's just being all slimy. Oh yeah, we're gonna nice. be, yeah. And then, um, I know it's just so dumb. You're just walking into the lion's mouth. I know. He's like, yeah. oh, isn't this? And he's like, obvious to me. Just feel like he's being like obviously overly nice, you know. And they're just yeah. like, yeah, sure, we'll have dinner with you tonight. He's like, oh, you need to stay, you know. It's like. Mm-hmm. No, no, you don't. <laughs> no, good, we're good. Well, that doesn't end very well for them. No. Um, uh, let's hold on that a second. Let's talk a little bit about um the conflict between Nimue and Samson. So Samson comes and starts building his church on the land of Avalon. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, you know, Nimue, she ain't going like that. No, she is not going to like that. Um, and she curses them. She curses him and and uh, his men. And, and she gonna, comes in like, like all pagan geared yes. up too, and her her yeah. pagan fit. You know, she put on her Sunday best. You know, Sunday best. And, um, <laughs> and she she's like, "You're all gonna fall ill. You are all gonna fall ill if you keep building this church on this land." Three of her, three of uh, Samson's men, they fall ill and die. Yeah, you know, um, it was cool too because, as as he's teaching their Christianity, her beliefs have no power, so then nothing can happen. But then, and uh, after stuff starts to happen, even his his like loyal people are just like, like oh, well, she cursed us, and he's like, no, yeah, she cursed. It us. can't be because of that, and like like right. Like you don't believe yep. other gods exist, do you? And he's like, maybe, <laughs> you know. Yeah. 
And then she just chucks snakes at them later. Yeah. Um, <laughs> they, they come as like a, an angry mob with uh, yeah. torches and stuff. And I just love she just rolls out with like the skull, not a skull, but like a creepy mask and yes. like these, these snakes in her hands. And uh, yeah, what does she do? Does she throw one? Yeah, she throws them out. And so they like mm-hmm. drop the fire. They get they burn themselves essentially. So again, here too, she yeah. doesn't do this. Is what I was talking about, yeah. Like she doesn't do. We don't see magic happen. We don't see her go to the camp and go like, and those guys then right. get sick. We don't see that. And then when she comes out with the snakes, like she doesn't like generate snakes and and throw them at them. No, or like no, turn she their- just went to the snake bucket. She, they probably have a snake bucket in their house because they're weirdos, you know. You know? And yeah. and she put on her creepy mask, and like no real, we don't see any like hard magic happen at all. And and I like this, but like you said too, it is it is kind of or soft magic, or we don't even see any soft magic happen. But you could still say, yeah. like if you if you were them at the time, it would seem pretty magical for someone to come out holding. I think those are like a venomous snake that she's holding. And that would be yeah. like, kind of like she is, she's the devil or whatever. You yeah. Know? <laughs> like, yeah, totally. Like totally. how else is she holding those snakes? And, yeah. and, and she said that we were going to get sick and we did like mm. shortly after she said that. So, you know, you know it's all yeah. adding up. So anyway, and then too, um, I think even as like a viewer, you could be like, well, is it magic? But we don't mm-hmm. see anything. So to me, though, like my brain is just like, well, they're just doing like she said, you're cursed because she wants she doesn't like them and wants them to be cursed. And then later when they come and get her, she just goes to the snake bucket and comes out and throws snakes at people who are threatening her, you know? Right. Right. Um, but again, like you said, it just doesn't make sense with we literally have seen both of her and Merlin have visions. Um, they yep. And we've seen Merlin use the force essentially. He's like made people fall asleep um, standing up. Um, So I don't know. I I hope the show kind of sticks more to this and then, you know, kind of leaves that stuff behind, you know, it might confuse people coming into the show. Like, well, why don't they just use the magic? Like, why are they, why don't don't they just, yeah, I hope so too. I hope so too. Now, um, Samson goes and tells on Nimue to Arthur. Um, and Arthur promises he's going to speak to Nimue. And by the way, Arthur has like just been doing the opposite of what Nimue wants like the whole season. So she does not very fond of Arthur anymore. And he basically comes. She does say, yeah, I cursed the men. I, I said, I said that. I said I would. I cursed them. And it's the will of the gods. Um, Arthur remains skeptical. He's like, mm, okay, but we need to have peace, Nimue, which to Nimue, that's like, oh, so you're, you're really siding with them because you need to be getting them off my land, you know? So you're you're pro-Christian. You're not pro-Britain gods. And then yeah. I don't think we, we hear in the show, or maybe he did, has said a line, but in the books anyways, Arthur from these books is is not religious and he's actually kind of annoyed with religion because of how it he thinks like it makes people divided yeah um, 
And but that's kind of the impression I'm getting here now. Like I don't think he believes yeah. the curse happened. You know, I don't think it's I don't think he believes yeah. it's real. Yeah. And then he finds opium. Opium. Mm-hmm. And she's like, Oh, I just you can use that to sleep. Opium. <laughs> I mean, we pretty much do the same Detective, thing now that's, with that's Arthur Arthur Holmes. You know, yeah. Using his detective skills. And he's just like, but doesn't a lot of opium kill people? And she's like, yep. I he's mean, like, technically, but. Did you do that then? And like, she never answers this. She never. She's like, if they yeah. died, it was the gods. Like, she never says if she'd poisoned them or not, you know, right. which I don't know. I don't know. Maybe they just got sick, you know, because it's like cold and rainy in Britain. And you're mm-hmm. in a place without like any good shelter because you're building this church and you got sick. You know, yes. Or did she no. poison you with a bunch of she OD you on opium? You know, or yeah, did the I gods know something do you it? don't right now? <laughs> oh, okay. Well, don't tell me then. <laughs> I won't. I won't. But I think it's but, cool. I think it's cool that but, you don't yeah, know. I'm, I'm happy with how they do. But anyway, um. So yeah, so that's that's what's going on there, and then um, back to Powis with. Um, Derville and uh, Lady Morgan, and they're sort of like sitting there, like, where is Bishop, uh, Bishop Edwin? You know, where the heck is he? And Green Gorford, like, oh, it reminds me for the surprise, the dessert, the uh, the des- <laughs> Yes, that's how they speak. And they take them outside of like the walls, and in the field, there is a crucifix set up. With Bishop Bedwin on it now, which was like for me shocking to see. He's like, "This is not in the book. Nope, this is not something I expected to see." He's like, "Whoa, okay, so cool." Like, I, I, I didn't anticipate getting something like that. You know, mm-hmm. I'm fine with that. I'm fine with this too. Don't, don't it's... like to see that happen to Bedwin because Bedwin was a really noble and nice character. You know, I liked I him a lot, and it's devastating for Lady Morgan, who again is different in this show than she is in the books, but she's really likable in the show. Like, I like her yeah. a lot, and she's she's devastated. That's the man she loved. Um. Yeah, and then I think they stab him with a spear. Yeah. So and, he's up there, um, and like she like screams no, like when they stab him with the spear. Yeah. Like I, I get it; she doesn't want him to die, but it like looks like they beat the hell out of him. And so like, yeah, like that, that, that's across. actually I'm kind of surprised they stab him with a spear because that's like a mercy. I know. I was like, like please let them stab me. <laughs> like please I know. It's like, um. It was kind of hard to watch. I mean, it was brutal. Yeah, it was pretty brutal. Was pretty We've seen brutal. a lot of stuff like that, but that was that was like I kind of squinted a little bit watching that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, same. You know? I feel like yeah, they kind of so. stepped it up. We've had like pretty like clean violence. I like that. I think the sacrifice was kind of like yeah uh, when they were doing that for Mordred. Um, oh yeah, but like as far as like so far, the violence has been like a sword poke in, poke out kind yeah. of thing. Um, yeah, this took it up a notch. Yeah, and, and then King Gorfred basically sends Derville uh, back with a message to Arthur that um, we're gonna have war. It's time for a good not war, good because they're being attacked on like all fronts by the Saxons, and now we're gonna have a civil war from within. So it's not good. <laughs> it's no bueno. No, no, it's bueno. Um, and that's that's the episode. I think. 
Yep. Um, that's how it ends. So pretty shocking ending. Uh, good episode. Good solid episode there. Now, uh, did you have any any bro moments from this one? Yes. Um, I'll I'll just say, um, when Durfel and uh, Nimue uh, meet up again. So Durfel, um, back when he came back from Powess, um, with Arthur and his group after the marriage, he runs into her. And it does it does seem like they've been gone for some period of time. He hasn't seen her in a while. And it, it's just cool that you see that they're still friends and close mm-hmm. um because of their connection and everything. So I'm gonna say that was my bro nice. moment. Nice. Um if I had to pick a different one, I would pick um I just want to give a shout out because we lost him this episode to Bishop Bedwin, who's really been a bro since the first episode yeah I liked um, his character. even i would even say like he was a bro to arthur last episode when he was honest with him he was just trying to tell him how it was even though it was not what arthur wanted yeah um and he went back to try to fix this thing that arthur screwed it up royally oh, um yeah. so i'm gonna give him the bro moment and so then him attempting to make amends even though it, it was didn't work he had no hope to well he had no hope he's never gonna make amends with this yeah um, you know, I'm gonna give him a shout out. Give him a shout out for the bro, bro moment. And so him—that's a, that's a good one. Yeah, I'm gonna for my best moment from the episode. I'm gonna say, uh, Nimue coming out with the masks and the snakes when I like it because it, it sort of reminds me of in Last Kingdom when Uhtred comes out with the with the mask, the skull yep. mask, and he makes them believe that uh, oh this is a this is a demon. Yeah, you that know? was amazing. I think about that. Yeah. I was yeah. thinking the same thing. But yeah, but I yeah, that's a, it sweet was a little scene. Spooky. I like that. It was a little spooky mm-hmm. for me. Anyway, I don't know how you felt, but I was a little spooked out when she came out with the mask on. I was a little spooky. Yeah. Um I'll pick I think the end of the episode was great. Uh I didn't want that to happen to Bishop Bendwin, but I was happy to see something that I wasn't anticipating. Mm. Um from the books. It's nice as, as someone who knows what's going to happen to have something a little different happen. And it was kind of cool to see King Gorfred go back to being that um he went from being Sheev to being um the emperor again. <laughs> <laughs> yes, being Emperor Palpatine, you know. Um. It so kinda, uh, it was it cool to see kinda, him flip that switch again. Yeah. yeah, and it and it heightens the tension, I think, a little bit more too. Yeah. Um, uh, between them. Um, yeah. yeah, pretty cool. Also, oh, some other things too from the episode. Um, at some point we see people, uh, like when Arthur's out there, we we see uh like his group of guys sort of like practice training, and they're using mm-hmm. sticks. Which is yeah. is true and historical because a lot of shows they just show people dueling with their swords, and one, yeah. like that's how you like just destroy your sword, and two, like if you, if you mess up and hit someone, you've now injured them like severely. Um, so when you, you're training, you're not really getting better because you're just aiming for the sword, really. Yeah, exactly. Because you're so, trying not to hurt your your friend. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I, I love it when shows do that. I love it when they. Because I'm sure, like, they're like, well, we know what the real thing is, but we want to be cool. You know, we want people to be cool and see swords flashing around. But they're like, no, let's use the sticks. Um, or maybe it was the budget. And they were just like, we have to use sticks in this shot, guys. 
Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm sure. Yep. I'm sure it was for that. But uh, no, I think it was for that, which is good. It's good. Yeah. Yep. And Dar- I thought yeah, Darfur like looked too. cool too. Uh, he get, he this- like looks cooler as the season goes on. Yeah. And like you said, like he is getting more confident, and it, and like when he, um, Arthur makes him stay and and guard Guinevere and uh, Morgan, but like like Darfur's like, oh, I could lead the men to to face off. I guess uh, uh, uh that's it Cadwis, sorry um yeah and i was like that's cool like Durful feels good at leading men but like, we haven't we haven't seen that yet like we haven't seen it yet let's but that, that might that. go into that thing where like where that would have happened in the books Durful, it might have been years later right like oh yeah where it doesn't doesn't feel like it's been like that here in, in the yeah. show maybe it, it has maybe but it doesn't feel like it it doesn't feel like it from anything we've heard or seen um and, and yeah, because like in the books, not only like we saw that one time Durfo was with uh, and he we attacked that mine, but it was really just like the three of them. They were just trying yeah. to sneak in and get stuff and they just had to like fight like a few guys. But in the books, like Durfo was going on missions with uh, a Wayne all the time and yeah. like they were doing bad shit all the time um yeah away it was just that time they got caught um yeah and it was like with like like a like small armies of guys um right. just like three dudes rolling up to to steal some rocks um so yeah yeah that'd be cool to see some so- of that but derfo is looking cool um let's just get him to do some cool stuff now yeah overall i'd say solid episodes a little slow at times but pretty good overall you know nothing i wouldn't say anything that was outstanding um from these two but i think overall really it it continues to contribute to what's been a good show um and now we have the next two will be the last two episodes of the season so um that's you know wrapping it up sometimes is, is what makes or breaks a show so we'll see we'll see how it goes tune in for that and then we'll put out a review for the whole season then too um yep. check it out check out our last kingdom stuff too if you're a fan of this um mm-hmm. and otherwise it's like we always say death to domnonia and <laughs> destiny's all and goodbye goodbye when did we start saying that <laughs> <laughs>